and thank you, Picker. I like hearing that song first thing here on Sunday morning. And good morning to all you listeners out there. My name is R.T. Lowe, and you're listening to For Your Information here on Cox Radio. For Your Information is a public affairs program, and we try to have someone from the community. At this time every month, I try to have someone from the Conroe, Montgomery County area as my guest. And I have a great one today, and it's uh, very timely, I think. She is with the Montgomery County Food Bank. Her name is Allison Hewlett, and she is a president and CEO. Uh, Do I still have you on the line there? You do. You do. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you on. This is a time of the year everybody starts thinking uh, maybe they should have thought or started thinking a little earlier, but uh, they're thinking of trying to help others, and uh, this year has been a year of helping others, hasn't it? Oh, gosh, absolutely, you know, especially in the wake of Hurricane Harvey. But, you know, we are approaching the holiday season, and, you know, I think a lot of us are in the middle of so many blessings with uh, friends and family and you know, it's just a time to, to, to share with them. But, um, you know, we don't want to forget those that are needy because, you know, during the holiday season, all of those stresses become just magnified, as, as, as you can imagine. That is the way of the holidays, the uh, positive and negative, as they say. First of all, if you don't mind, uh, may I call you Allison? Sure, yes. Okay. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and how you... Uh, you got to the position of being president and CEO of the food bank? Yeah, sure. So I'm Allison Hewlett. I'm the current president and CEO of the Montgomery County Food Bank, as you mentioned. Um, my first day here was July 12th, so um, I'm a definite rookie. Um, but the great thing about the food bank is that we are part of a Texas network um, called Feeding Texas, where each region is represented by, you know, different food bank and um, obviously each with, you know, with the CEO. So we have board meetings, which we're talking about, you know, different agenda items. But I also have all these folks to, to, to reach out to. I just got off the phone with one actually in San Antonio, and then I have Brian Green at Houston Food Bank. So lots and lots of support. Um, but prior to this, I was the executive director for Meals on Wheels Montgomery County, for about four years. So I'm not new to the area. <laughs> I'm not new to um, helping the, the needy with, uh, with their food needs um, and actually would love to partner with the Meals on Wheels program uh, here. So um, it's an extremely fun and rewarding job here at the food bank. And I'm not just saying that. It's, it's the most fun job that I've ever had. So it's a very important job. It's also a, uh, can be stressful at the, this time of the year, I would imagine, because I think a lot of people will be surprised to hear how large the Montgomery County Food Bank is. I, I happen to know its size to some degree, but isn't it one of the larger ones in Texas? Um, I'm not sure if we're one of the larger ones in Texas. I know Houston Food Bank is the largest in the nation, uh, but our outputs are significant for our, the area that we cover. Um, for those that have been in Montgomery County for a while, they'll probably remember the food bank as being on Second Street. Um, it was a much smaller facility. And in 2014, they made the move to uh, a 64,000-square-foot warehouse. So that was a obvious game changer, and um, thank goodness they did because we were able to do the work that we did during Hurricane Harvey because we have such great space here. Um, 
But I think the best way to describe food banks is that we are the bank and that we operate through our ATMs, (laughs) which are our different partner agencies. So that could be everything from a food pantry to Tri-County to the the different schools and the school districts with our Buddy Backpack program and school pantries that we have there. So uh, we do cover the whole county. Uh, We serve, obviously, infants to seniors. Um, We help those that might have been um, affluent, but they're suffering a divorce or a job loss or or also the chronic poor. And then, of course, right now we're seeing a huge uptick with the uh, Hurricane Harvey victims. So, Yes, I can imagine uh, with Hurricane Harvey, with all of the, the damage that it did, and, and it affected so many people. Uh, as you say, that is an across-the-board from the poor to the fairly well-to-do lost homes and a lot of other stuff when you have to uh deal with something like that how many people do you have actually on staff to help or are you almost all volunteer well we have a we have a small staff a small awesome dedicated staff of (laughs) about 22 23 people um and then we also open it up to volunteers um that do a lot of the sorting is a big volunteer opportunity here, and they're a huge part of our labor force. You know, they sort the, we bring the food into the warehouse, and then we sort it however the different partner agencies need it, and that's done completely by volunteers, so we could not do this work without them. But um, I will say it's pretty rewarding for them, too. We have what we call our red shirt volunteers, which are volunteers that have, I think, 50 or more hours, and um, so they're They've, this is from their mouth. They say this is like a family mm-hmm. up here, and they, they come consistently, and they, they make friends. And it's a lot of retired folks. It's a good work outlet for them, so they enjoy it. We're speaking with Allison Hewlett, and she's the president and CEO of the Montgomery County Food Bank. We're just talking about some of the things that they have a little different this year because of uh, the hurricane and all the, the problems that presented itself as far as volunteers uh, a couple of things real quick i'm sure you can always use more and if you don't mind uh pass out uh, to the listeners out there all your contact information so if someone's interested in volunteering that uh, they'll know how to get a hold of you absolutely the best way to um access the food bank for for any Anything you need as far as contacting us or a donation or volunteering can all be found on our website, which is mcfoodbank.org. Okay, that's an easy one. It's an easy one. And, and if you want to volunteer, there's a volunteer sign-up there. Um, if you want to donate, there's a, a, a donation button. We also have um, an upcoming event called Share Your Holidays, and so you can host a food drive or a virtual food drive, and all of that information can be found on our website. That's mcfoodbank.org. Okay, so folks, that's the easiest way to contact them, and uh, we'll we'll ask you uh, to repeat that a few times during the program because the point, of course, is that uh, they can get a hold of you and and hopefully help participate in this. Okay, but you did just say something. I do this interview pretty much as as a conversation, and you said something there that kind of caught me off guard. What is a virtual... uh, uh, (laughs) Virtual food drive. Yeah, Uh, you got me on that one. (laughs) It's 
it's a it's a it's a whole new world, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, a, a regular food drive, you know, can be done with. Uh, you know, it's kind of fun for. Uh, companies and small businesses or departments or schools or Girl Scout troops or whatever to do a food drive for us, and especially at uh, holiday time. But these can also be done online, and it's basically kind of, I'll put in quotes, purchasing the food online. Oh. Um, it's almost like a donation, uh, but it's applied to a specific food item. So, But the thing about the food bank is we can stretch... Um, the monetary do- the monetary donations much further than um, say you go and just buy food at at H E B or Walmart or Kroger or something like that. So we can feed. We'll do about three and a half meals for every dollar donated. So, but some people wow. like to associate that with a can of beans or something like that. So or a turkey. <laughs> so you can do that online. Absolutely. It, that's of course the first thing that thought, went through my head is I'm going, okay, how am I going to keep uh, the can of beans from sliding off the glass scanner here? But right. <laughs> that's not exactly, exactly how it works. Well, and they're heavy, so if you want to do it quickly and just with a quick click, then um, that's probably the best way. So. And the nice thing is, like you said, uh, we go in and we sp- we spend a-, a buck for a can of beans. For that same buck, you could make it go a lot further because you have partners that work with you, right? Yes, we do. We source the food from all different kinds of places, and that could be, like I said, our our, our distribution points, which is, uh, you know, places like Walmart and HEB and Kroger. They're wonderful partners of ours, all the way to the Texas Department of Ag. You know, we mm. get a lot of product from them. And, of course, this time of year, there's a huge uptick in um food donations, which we love, uh, but we do source the food, most of it, um, outside of those food drives. So, uh, That's what people need to understand is uh, they, uh, you can get a lot more for their buck if they will donate the money, but it's good to have the, the food available too. It's just uh, different people feel a different way about right. how to donate. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is we are... So Hurricane Harvey, of course, was started, I guess, the August 25th is in my mind that, that first day. And um, it really created a, a new normal for the whole region, right, mm-hmm. all the way up the Gulf Coast and Houston and Montgomery County. Um, and in the first two weeks of after the hurricane, we distributed uh, 1.25 million pounds wow. of food but the significance to that is pre-disaster, we distributed about 600,000 pounds in a month. So in the first two weeks of Harvey, we, we distributed what we usually distribute in four months. Um, the, the need was obviously very great. So, but September happened, and we really were curious to see what the October numbers would look like. I have a contract, wonderful um, Harvey disaster liaison, and she, she's working this issue because we want to make sure that we um, steward this money in, in the best way and that we're not just willy-nilly handing food out, that it's going to these disaster-affected people. Um, so we looked at October, and our outputs were still double. We'd, we distributed about 1.2 million pounds in October, whereas pre-disaster it was around 600,000. Um, you know, the long-term recovery is long-term, you know, and we talked just a minute about, you know, the disasters don't discriminate. And, um, 
you know, everybody from the affluent to the chronic poor were affected. Um, but it's those low-income families, really, that don't have, that didn't have the resources going in, that are very vulnerable and looking at a very long recovery. Because, um, as we mentioned earlier, you know, the loss here in a flooding event is their biggest assets. You know, their homes and their vehicles. Um, maybe they can't a job. Work if they uh, there's a lot of family stress. Yeah. So um, that's why right now, this holiday season, it's just particular uh, importance that we um, sort of advocate for these families and make sure people don't forget them and, and stretch that money so we can continue doing that work. And that's the thing that, you know, a lot of us, uh, if we weren't that heavily affected by the flood, uh, it, we kind of uh, forget how important those uh, automobiles are that i mean it they may be driving a 15 year old car if uh, they're possible and and if it gets flooded they have no way to go to work and it just it puts a strain on them all the way around yeah that vehicle is a real lifeline uh and you know if, if they miss too, uh, too much work they might lose their job the other thing that, honestly, I didn't think about going into this was um, a lot of the families that we're seeing at our partner agencies and at our uh, mobile distributions are families that are hosting Harvey families. So they are families, you know, it's hard enough to feed a family of four or five on, you know, one or two incomes these days, as we all know, but yes. to add another family on top of that. And um, because, you know, if you've lost your home, then the FEMA vouchers lasted about 30 days, and then after that, you need a place to, to go. So people are either, the choices are to, to pay a, a rent and a mortgage or, um, you know, pay a hotel and a rent or a mortgage or go live with an, uh, um, another family. So um, there's just kind of people's financial obligations are being stretched all around, and so... During the holiday season, we don't, like, you know, we, we were saying the, ho the holidays are either a wonderful time or they kind of magnify <laughs> the Any stress problem. that's occurring in, in your life. And if you are having trouble providing for your family any kind of ho uh, holiday um, meal to gifts to anything, then um, it can be, you know, not the best time of year. So what the food bank wants to do is come in with the most nutritious food possible and fill that gap for them so they don't have to worry about that. Um, because they're really facing kind of a long-term financial nightmare right now. Yes, so. they are. We're speaking with Allison Hewlett. She is the president and CEO of the Montgomery County Food Bank. And you told us once, but the new building is located where? The new uh, warehouse is located on 242 east of 45. So we're kind of right in the middle, not a little south, but right in, in the middle of Montgomery County, right off of 45. And uh, people, uh, it's uh, staggering uh, what all you move in and out of that place. Uh, a lot of people would might be surprised to hear that you handle refrigerated items, correct? Yes, uh, we do. We handle um, a lot of the food that we give out is perishable food. So it's meat and produce. And uh, so we have huge, obviously, walk-ins here. And our, we work, you know, I like it when we have partner agencies that also have 
you know, refrigerated walk-ins because um, we want to be part of the solution. And when food in any Harvey-affected or non-Harvey-affected food in insecure families tend to sacrifice nutrition, right, because the cheaper food is the more, the more processed foods. And um, so we don't, that's not what we want to hand out. So we try to, try to keep as high a level of nutrition in our inventory as possible, and a lot of that is refrigerated for sure. And, folks, that is a major thing because, uh, well, it's just natural. You're going to get more vitamins and nutrition from these uh, plants uh, closer to its growing. And and it's difficult to, to get away from all the canned vegetables uh, for those that are out there and dealing with uh, limited resources. Uh, also, at... A lot of people may be surprised that you handle frozen items even, correct? Yes, yeah. Well, the meat obviously is all frozen. Um, and then we also have, you know, it just depends on, on what comes in. Food banking, we are, it's a really interesting business because we are sourcing food that somebody else, it's somebody else's problem, right? It's, um, it's meat that's about to expire, so we hard freeze it, you know, and distribute it to the needy. To uh, produce, we have this wonderful program called Produce Rescue, uh, where uh, the growers um, might have a truckload of produce that they send to a retail distributor like a HEB or, or Walmart or, or Kroger, and it's rejected for whatever reason. You and I, when we go to the store, we're pretty picky what we're going to pull out of the bins, right? We don't want that's things true. that are, look, an onion that's too small or a misshapen orange or something like that. So if it looks odd or if they have uh, too high an inventory of that particular item, they'll reject the whole load. And so that's a, a 53-foot you know, trailer full of produce that used to go straight to, to the landfill, if you can believe that. So where they have to pay to dump it into the landfill, which is just crazy. So what we do at the food bank is we pull that food into our inventory. We pull any, any of that um, produce that's not edible. We give to Living Earth to compost. Um, and any of it that's good, which is usually about 50 to 80% of the load, um, we send out to the, the needy. So... Um, we do try to be part of the solution as far as sourcing the food and also distributing, you know, high, high food with a high, a high nutrition count. So, yeah, we have a lot of frozen and, and, and refrigerated items. And that's another reason why it's helpful, folks, uh, to donate some cash because uh, you have uh, bills like everybody else and folks we do that you refri- see our electric bill <laughs> i started to say that refrigerator uh that is it's not quite the same as the one at home only thing you have to no, remember though no i think the last check i signed was like nine thousand dollars for uh, just the refrigeration but of course that's what we want to send out right so yeah. yes we we have bills to pay just like everybody else so <laughs> And we are speaking with Allison Hewitt, and she is the president and CEO for the Montgomery County uh, Food Bank. Uh, and if you don't mind, while I'm thinking about it, you want to give them how they can contact you one more time or again. Yes. Um, we. You can find everything you need on our website. It's mcfoodbank.org. Um, and we also have an event coming up called Share Your Holidays, 
Uh, and like I mentioned, you can host a food drive at your company or at your department or your neighbor event or something. Um, there's a virtual food drive which you can ha- um, conduct. Uh, you'll find information on our website. And, of course, a monetary donation is something that we desperately need this holiday season. Um, and there's also red barrels at your local grocery store, which you can fill those up with uh, needed items. So. And these are things that, uh, especially this time of year, uh, hopefully we have uh, more people out there that are thinking of sharing. And Because uh, all of us know someone that was affected by the flood. And these people... Are, and this is on top of what you normally do, which is uh, a lot of a major effort in itself. You were saying, how many meals do you pass out on an average? Well, month? we and in food bank world, which is kind of odd, we they they measure everything in pounds, and that's for inventory. But we looked at um, you know in the first month after Harvey, and it was a good three hundred thousand individuals that were served. But as you know, as we settle in, we serve at least. 35,000 individuals each month um, as far as helping them with their, with their food needs. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, there's a, a, a lot of folks that are, that they don't want to ask for help, mm-hmm. you know. They, they find themselves, which we all have, uh, sometime in our life in a situation that they did not expect. You know, like I said, it could have been a hurricane or it could be a divorce or it could be a job loss. And, um, you know, they're, they have a lot of pride, and, and they, they don't want to ask for help, but they find themselves in a situation where they have to. At the food bank, we really try to keep the spirit of that compassion, you know. We've right. all had to, you know, we've all been knocked down by life, and we've all had that person that just reached and solve all of our problems, but we're going to reach out and give a little bit of a helping hand, help pick you up, dust you off, and, and you know, kind of be part of the solution as they find their way back to, you know, their path. So um, it's, it's a very, it's very rewarding work. And it's something that uh, so many of us uh, don't have a way to help other than giving it to a central uh, source like you, and you pass it out. And when I say that you pass it out, you have other people that uh, you actually uh provide the food too as a, as you say uh, what did you call an ATM correct yeah we have I, I i like to say we're the bank and they are our atms and but each atm is different you know the goal for us is to have as diverse a programming as we can so we help you know everything from our senior care and share program to our buddy backpack program which is in the schools and it's a program targeted at helping those kids that are food insecure over the weekends, which is heartbreaking to think about, right? Yes. Um, we were having an Exxon event here uh, where a bunch of the employees were putting the buddy backpacks together, and they were having a great time, and it was, it was a super fun day. And I had one of the employees uh, wander over and said, you know, my wife works at a school, and there was a little boy uh, in a class, and there, his parent noticed that his lunch account was going down rapidly, <laughs> you know, more rapidly than it would if he was, you know, eating a meal a day. Yeah. And they, they finally quizzed him about it, and he said, you know, I've got this kid in my class, and he doesn't have anything to eat. And mm. so, you know, the counselor was able to identify this child, and when they talked to him, 
you know, they use the word, you know, depression and, you know, close to suicidal as far as the stress on this kid oh, of having to worry about um, not having enough food to eat. So our Buddy Backpack program, we work with the school counselors and um, mostly schools with the free and reduced lunches. Any kid in there is eligible and identifying these kids, and we slide a uh, nutritious about three to six meals to last over the weekend, we slide that in their backpacks on Fridays on their way home because we don't want, you know, kids to have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. They need to worry about what friends are going to play with and what kind of trouble they're, that they're going to get into, right? <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> so, and, you know, that's uh, yeah. something else with the holidays coming up. Uh, these, You know, it's sad to think that in this nation of plenty th- that we do have that many children going without food over a prolonged period of time and that's the thing uh these holidays uh while they're glad to get out of school in one way that school was providing them with the only food that they could really count on absolutely yes and that's our summer uh, program but you are absolutely right the holidays like i said they can be such a joyful wonderful time for those of us that have the resources to enjoy them um, but you have, you know, maybe a, a single mom or a, or a low-income family, and all of a sudden the kids are home all week, and they don't have enough to mm-hmm. feed them for the week, much less to provide a Thanksgiving, you know, meal for them or, or, or a Christmas meal for them. Um, we don't, you, you're absolutely right. We live in a, in a land of plenty in a county that has plenty to, to give. Um, there's no reason that that, that that should be the case. So we do what we can via the community. You know, I want to em- emphasize that. Our work is done because of the support we get from the community, you know, to help those families in, in, in that kind of situation. It's not, it's not too difficult, right? So, And we're speaking with Allison Hewitt. Uh, she is the president and CEO for the Montgomery County Food Bank. We have a couple of minutes left here. We want to get uh, the online address again and also if you uh, have any final thoughts you would like to get across to the people i would open it up here for whatever you'd like to tell them okay well great well first of all i again i and i mean this sincerely the work that we do is done via the community um the food bank is only as strong as the community support that we receive and so you know i just want to thank anybody and everybody that's helped us especially during harvey we had a lot of you know, people reach out. So, um, but it is a holiday season where we're, we are in need of funding to help these families. Um, but we, we make it easy. I promise you, we make it easy. If you want to host a food drive or a virtual food drive or donate or volunteer, uh, please visit our website at mcfoodbank.org. The volunteer side, we really try to make fun. Um, we want to give your team a great experience. Um, even if it's on your site or it's on our site, that that should be a joyful experience. And um, so we want it to be organized and fun. We pipe music in or, you know, just whatever it takes there. Um, but please visit our website if you're so moved at mcfoodbank.org, and we can hook you up. So. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know that uh, this time of year especially, you're busy all the time, but this time of year you're probably uh, running around in smaller circles. Than yes, we are very busy this time of year. Yes, it's a busy time of year for everybody, right? So. It, it is, but uh, especially with y'all trying to do something as important as getting some uh, holiday meals and 
nutrition out to people that uh, are going to be yeah. in short in need, short supply. We don't want anybody to be. Um, yeah, we don't want anybody facing the holiday without what they need, as far as at least uh, food. So. Well, thank yeah. you for what you do and what your organization does, and thanks for being on my program. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful holiday. You too. Folks, my name is R.T. Lowe, and I host For Your Information here on Cox Radio. Now, I need you to get out something to write with. You see, we do this program to help keep people in the community apprised of events going on. But I need your help with this. If you're having an event, this is for nonprofit events, something of interest to the community. Send the information to r.t. L-O-W-E at Cox, C-O-X, Inc, I-N-C, dot com. So that's R period, T period, L-O-W-E, at Cox, Inc, dot com. Okay, thanks for tuning in, and pick her key up at Flat Top and take us on home. <laughs>